You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome back to My Vinyl Addiction Podcast. Once again, I'm here, Vince Graham, and I have my partner over here, John Seagram. What's up, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Good to be back. Good to be back, man. Like. I feel like we've been on a good roll these last few episodes, you know, man. And then I, but just because we've been actually recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've actually <laughs> been kind of consistent for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, we haven't had a guest in a couple of weeks, so yeah. I'm very happy that we have a guest this week, man. Oh, yeah. So I always love having a guest, man. I love it because it always introduced something new that we just wouldn't know about. Definitely. And one of the greatest things is every time we have a guest, um, usually they give us something that we really love or something that we really hate. So it's always good. So we've, we've got some good, some good new records to listen to from the, the guests that we've had on the show. But without any further ado, I want to go ahead and announce our guest. My guest is the one and only Miss Holly Kitchens. Woo! How's it going? What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be your guest, and hopefully you don't hate the album that I recommended. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited, and thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. We're looking forward to this one. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we're going to go ahead. First, I want to ask, um, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. What do you do? So I'm super excited to be here because I have a media agency and what we are, what we specialize in is branding and authority. And one of my absolute favorite ways to position someone of authority is helping them launch a podcast from idea to, you know, production to everything. And then obviously monthly servicing, so I'm super excited and stoked to be here because this is one of my absolute favorite ways to connect with people. Um, and it's funny because my branding journey started with podcasting. So I had a boutique, like a hobby boutique for rock and roll uh, clothing. So as a concert goer, I'd always find myself like, what am I going to wear to this concert? Let's go something fun. And I just got kind of tired of like the same thing or like, you know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do, I'm just going to sell my own clothes. So I created this rock and roll boutique. And I hired an e-commerce coach and the coach was like, what are you doing different than like ta- Target or Amazon? Like you guys, somebody could go there and buy a Guns N' Roses shirt for $12. Why are they <laughs> going to go to your online store yeah. and pay $30? And I'm like, that's a really good question. So it really resonated with me because I was like, okay, well, before then I was super shy, very much of an introvert, loved laying low, playing it safe behind the scenes. And at that point I kind of like, was like, okay, it's go time. I'm, if I'm going to be a business owner, I got to show up as a business owner. So I was thinking like, okay, well, obviously they don't have me. Target doesn't have me. Amazon doesn't have me. So how can I connect and build community? Yeah. So I, um, I was like, first it started off as a blog, but which is awful because I'm not a writer, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm just going to go through and interview these musicians. Cause when I go to these shows, somehow I was end up meeting them or connecting with them in some sort of way. And I'm like, I might as well just connect with them and then hit the record button. Like that's a podcast oh, yeah. episode. Yeah. So that's kind of how I, I got into doing what I'm doing. And that's why whenever I was super excited to, when you guys asked me to be on here, I'm like, yes, I love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I started a podcast and it was just interviewing musicians and having fun and building community. People got the opportunity to ask questions for other musicians and things like that. So it was pretty cool. And, um, just from there, that's kind of how it started. Who was your favorite uh, musician you interviewed? Okay. So I don't know if you guys have heard of him or not, but Jess Margera for C- from CKY. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and it's because I, he was like literally my second interview. Um, we, I say we, it was me, my previous host, Donna, we, um, scored a, a landed an interview with him. I don't know why, but he said yes to us. <laughs> so we were nobodies. We didn't have press passes at Vans Warped Tour. We were like sneaking by in security guards to get to the tour buses. It was awful. I'm like, I'm way too old to be doing this. <laughs> but we made it. We got recorded with him afterwards. He was like, you guys want to go to the PBR queue? And I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody pinched me. Like these are guys that we've been listening to since we were like 14 years old. Yeah. So we got to go to a PBR queue, had water gun fights, drink PBR. And <laughs> it was just a good time. And we've had him on a couple of times since then, but he's just a humble, good to all around good guy. So he would probably be my favorite, but my like most surreal moment would probably be third eye blind because I remember that that was like one of my first cassette tapes that I personally remember buying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so interviewing them was kind of cool too. Yeah. Just that moment where you're kind of looking like, wait a minute, how am I sitting here <laughs> with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. I was like, wait, what? You're inviting me up to where? It was yeah, cool. That's so cool. Well, it sounds like, you know, right. you've been doing the stadiums and you're back, you know, doing the, the small venues with us right now. <laughs> and I got to tell you right now, I'm a little bit gun shy because like I said, we're, we're on the small time podcast. <laughs> And you oh no that. way! There's no such thing as a small time podcast. We're gonna we're gonna be judged on this one, but no, we're gonna no. do our best though. <laughs> no, Vince, we have a huge following. That that's you a, guys yeah. have the biggest community. I'm so honored. It's like seriously, yeah. no, but for real, like this, there's nothing too small. As long as like one person it reaches one person, which I know you guys do, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. even if it's just reaching me, I think it's just all about the impact of it is of that yeah, for sure. Is. And I mean, and with that. Go ahead. With that, let's go ahead and um, let's get into it. I like to get into it. So um, what we normally do at this time is let's just go ahead and talk about what we brought to the table and why. I'll go ahead and start this off for us, all right? I brought you guys Refuse, The Shape of Punk to Come. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, this this album to me was something that goes back to, like, um, well, when I, when I first heard this, I remember I first heard um, the song New Noise. Uh, it was the video on MTV, and I was like, who are these guys, you know, back in the day? And the the song, the guys just looked different. You know, it looked like the Beatles uh, <laughs> if they actually were plugged into some, uh, you know. Um, the, the, some distortion between there. Yeah. yeah some effects. <laughs> and they were different. But just in when rabbit you bunny suits. Album, yeah, yeah. When you listen to this album, what you're going to hear is a lot of, um, I feel like what they're trying to do is at that time, what what was considered punk wasn't really punk. It mm -hmm. was something a little bit different. There was a lot of pop elements that were brought into it. And they said, let's be punk, you know, from Sweden. This is what we're going to be. We're going to be punk how we see it. And with that, there's a lot of hip hop, um, drum and bass. There's some jazz elements, a lot of spoken word. So the album kind of is a, uh, you know, a mosh of all kinds of different stuff. So I thought, mm, okay, let's bring this and see what everybody thinks about it. What, what do you think about it? <laughs> so I will say I, I loved it because I've personally never heard of them. So oh, I live for like obviously music and exploring new music. And I'm not, not to be rude, but I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I was, and I'm not, no offense, but I just didn't know, you know, you don't well, know, course, you're like, yeah. hey, listen to you've never heard of them. Like, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I digged it. It kind of rem reminded me if Rage Against the Machine and Beastie Boys had a baby, like some of those songs, <laughs> I was like, Okay, I'm I'm feeling it, but I do like how it's like I love it when bands too from other countries they're like we're gonna start this new genre because we're from another country, so yeah. you know like 
avatar, they're like, oh, we're like, you know, whatever Swedish or wherever they're from metal. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's interesting to see how bands do that. I love how they kind of create their own way. And you're absolutely right. It is definitely not like no effects or, you know, like the old school, at least my, what I would think of would be punk. Um, but it's definitely catchy and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I definitely give that a thumbs up in my book. Awesome. I mean, Vince, you already know, man, I grew up with this album yeah. too. This is 1998. This was, I was, whew, I was uh, probably junior high around that time. You actually named a band that you're in after one of the songs I remember back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Deadly Rhythm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So then, um, but yeah, dude, uh, front of, yeah. We watched New Noise music video. That's how I got to know this album as well, or this artist, I should say. Then, you know, picking up the CD, then just listening to it front to back. And it's just so crazy, this whole album, man. Like you said, it, it's very different, you know, like how it, starts, it has like those uh, little clips, like uh, like the like it's like the intro of like a, like a TV show. All right, we're going to have the next guest here, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Then it's like, da-da, yeah. da-da. Like, drummer is amazing, man. That guy is insane how fast he plays drums, dude. It's so crazy. And then um, I got the chance to see him live once. I don't know. Have you guys, Vince, have you seen him live? No, I haven't. Oh, that's, that's this is when he came back yeah. after like many years, of course, because they did break up, you know, of course, after this for years and years. And then, but this album definitely, you know, still holds up very well. This is, man, it's still so, like when you brought it up, I, I was almost to the point like, I don't really need to hear it because I already know it. But I played it again. I was like, oh, just about that. Child, child, just smile back to my face, and I was like, "Dude, this album is so to good." This, do you listen to this one like recently, or have you listened to it? You know, what? I haven't heard it in a while, but this is definitely one of those where I, I'm always having, you know, constantly playing, like, you know, usually very often. But uh, past few years, I really haven't listened to it. But I was glad that you brought it up because I think it's one of those where I was just safe to say I already know it. And then, but yeah, when you listen again, it's just like, you forget little small parts and, oh yeah, I forgot about that song or this, how yeah. certain parts make you feel and man, such an amazing, Very front powerful. to back, front to back. There's not one song where I'm like, yeah, even at the end where it's like the, he's just like kind of talking and stuff like, yeah, it just closes the album. So perfect. Yeah. So I picked this one up on vinyl, like a couple of years ago, um, just because I saw it and I was like, what? Oh man, I got to get it before it's sold out because you know, vinyl always sells out. Yeah. And, um, I play it mm, maybe once a month. I got to, you know, bring it out and play it just to, um, you know, annoy my wife a little bit, but <laughs> turn it up real loud. So yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, let's yeah. move on. Um, who wants to go next? Let's have our guests go next. That's cool. Right. So yeah, mine was In Love and Death by The Used. And it's so funny, you guys, because I feel like this is why I don't really get a lot of new, new music because I'm so stuck in 2005 emo screamo phase. <laughs> like, I wish I could say it was just a phase, but it's not a phase. Like, I feel like I'm an adult emo kid, Yeah. but like somehow I have to be professional enough to wear like, not like, you know, super heavy, you know, emo, emo stuff and fishnets everywhere. But... I will say I picked this album just because I feel like it's a staple of my eclectic music taste. Um, it was a tough one between a, a couple of other albums, but this one exact is one that I can literally sing every single word from like, I don't care if you just hear a beat, I just go for it. And I think it's just one of those ones. The Use was very, my very first emo band that I've ever listened to. And I didn't know what emo was. I was, you know, I'm from Oklahoma and we're a little <laughs> bit behind the times here. So it's like, you know, if it's not like Reba McIntyre, 
we don't know what kind of genre it is. And I remember I had like my earplugs in, and I don't know if it was, it had been like YouTube or something. I don't know what it was. It was some kind of video platform, whatever it was back in the day. And I remember they came on and was actually their first album. And I was like, what is this? Like, what is this sound? I've never heard anything. All of a sudden, like, Everything was so sad and I could relate to anything <laughs> even though I was like 12 and I've never experienced it. I have no idea. You have no idea what I was going through. <laughs> I feel this. But yeah, I picked In Love and Death because it's just a staple of mine. And actually, I had Jeffa on the podcast. So he was one of the original fa- founding members. And, you know, you guys were, before we had hopped on live, we talked about, you know, Twitch and stuff. And he was like, you should totally take your podcast on Twitch. So I'm saying this to hopefully encourage you guys too, uh, that you guys should take this Twitch. on Twitch as well, because he goes on there. And it's actually really fascinating. If you guys are the used fan um, and you haven't caught him on Twitch, it's really cool. Cause he'll sit there and play video games and have these little like mm-hmm. um, games and stuff. He really incorporates his fans for it. And I just applaud that, but yeah, it was just a staple and it's just very, um, it's very theatrical. You know, if you look at the music videos, um, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a, their song, I'm a fake. I think that's like the emo kid anthem, like small, <laughs> simple, si- small, simple, simple cut. You know what I mean? Like the whole little whatever. Um, but yeah, I, that was my album and I just hope you guys enjoyed it. Well, I'll, I'll go next. Um, as for this record, I, you know, when I first picked it up, I was like, um, I don't know anything about this band. So honestly, I'm coming into this with Virgin Ears, nothing, knew nothing about them at all. I had heard um, of them before, of course, but never listened to them. So as I was listening the, the first time, because I do most of my listening now driving because I, you know, that's when I have the most time. And um, I was like, okay, you know, I, I wasn't really, um, it didn't sink in the first time. So I said, I'm going to give, the, actually the, the records that we listened to on this um, podcast, I gave these like several listens i wanted to make sure that they they sunk in and i have to say that you know listening to an album you're not going to get it the first or second time you need to there's some albums where it's the first time you hear it it's going to hit you but around the third or fourth time is when it's going to start really sinking in and i started appreciating this one around the second to third time i was listening to it driving to work and i turned it up i was like oh okay i get it you know um they reminded me a lot of I guess I, I really don't listen to a lot of emo, I would suppose. <laughs> screamo, but, um, I do. It, yeah. yeah, I guess it, it uses probably more screamo, screamo than emo. Screamo, <laughs> yeah. all these different terms, I don't know. But um, I love my, my chemical oh. romance, and it re- yeah. reminds me a lot of my chemical romance. Yeah. Um, so, like, they had a collaboration at one point in time, and they were, like, the it boy bands of that time, that genre. So Gerard Way and Burt McCracken were like, oh my gosh, these guys are so hot. Oh my gosh, we love their bands. So they were heavily involved with each other. They toured a lot. They had the Taste of Chaos tour. Uh, RIP, I unfortunately was not able to attend. I was poor as a kid, so I couldn't buy concert tickets. But uh, they did a collaboration with, um, what was it? It was David Bowie's um, Under Pressure. So they did an under pressure cover. So it was like you're spot on with you know it reminds you of my Kim romances, definitely. They went hand in hand back in the day. And that was on this oh, album, you, right? Because I heard it. Yeah, and yeah. she's saying it. I'm looking right here because I oh <laughs> yeah. I know it's up. And it says end, with my yeah. romance. That's a bonus one, yeah. 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 So I am a big My Chemical Romance fan. Like yeah. I have two or three other their actual album vinyl albums. So 
I don't know how I never heard this. Is I don't either. I'm, say, I'm right? so surprised. But they had a falling out, so I think that they're kind of like in like bad terms or something. I don't know. I don't keep up with band drama these days. But um, yeah, I they went hand in hand, and it was like it's so funny when I meet people and they're like, "Yeah, I I like emo music." I'm like, "Okay, so Michael McCormick or the Used? It's like a this or that. Which one are you?" <laughs> and they're like, "Billie Eilish, <laughs> Marilyn Manson." <laughs> You know, and I have to say that's my fault for not knowing this band because just hearing about them and then I kind of, you know, you get to the point where you're like kind of like a music snob and you're yeah. like, oh, that's not my, my type of band my until type. you actually take a second to listen to it, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, they're not hard enough or they're not this or that. But mm -hmm. when you actually sit down and listen to it, it was pretty entertaining. And I thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, I'm glad you came around to it. <laughs> Great album. So I got to say – um, this okay, is the well, first. Okay. This is the first. Oh, here we go. This is the first time that I've been stumped on this podcast, uh -oh. <laughs> and I'll tell you the reason why. Um, I've been trying to this whole time. I've been trying to figure it out. I can't figure it out. So, like you mentioned, um, the self-titled album right before this, I was. Mm -hmm. a, I'm a huge fan of that album. I love yeah. that album. Tasting is it worth the candy? Like it's just so powerful. Yep. Like oh man, love that. that song. Yeah, yeah and, and I love that whole <laughs> album. And then like when I saw Vince told me the use, I'm like oh yeah. And I read the the album title, and I was like, do I know that one? <laughs> I was like yeah. maybe I know a few songs. So I went and listened to it, and I didn't know any songs from it. I never heard this album before. And then I started realizing, and I was like, I think I've only heard that first album from them. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything else. <laughs> But the reason why I'm confused on this is I, it, it wasn't catching on to me. And I was like, how am I, is this not catching for me? How is this not – when I love the first album so much and I don't yeah. like this one. And I kept thinking, well, this one sounds a little more produced, a little bit more popular, mm -hmm. a little, you know. Um, yeah. But polished. It's, it's, yeah, it's more polished. It's a little more lovey-dovey. But I started listening back to the first album. I'm like, well, it's not that different. <laughs> like, it's really not too different from. Um, but I don't know. I just I couldn't get into it, and I was just not. I wasn't digging it. But um, I think it's one of those albums where um, I'm pretty sure you're going to say this too. That when you just listen to it, listen when you know it, then you're just like, oh my god, I get it now. Like it just clicks. Yeah, and too, I think, you know, like, the first album was definitely more like, hey, we are these, like, outcast kids from Orem, Utah, where there's a lot of, like, Mormons, but we're going to be out here with, like, fingernail polish and, like, you know, destroying things. And being, <laughs> yeah, long hair, greasy that hasn't been washed in, like, who knows when. And I think you're absolutely right. The next album was more produced. It was more of, like I said, it's more theatrical. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't more like oh man, I can really relate to this. Like I can feel their passion. It was more of like, this is a cool little artist take on things. So I think to me that that's kind of like the natural pro the progression that they went through. Yeah. I will challenge you guys um, to definitely listen to their last album that they just dropped. It's incredible. And I, I think, you know, when you say that they're different, but they're, they're pretty much the same, it's, it comes down to Burt McCracken's voice. I actually asked Jeff of that. I'm like, if I could take the very first album and play it, and then I played the last album and play it. I said, people will know exactly it's the same band. A lot of bands, especially when they start out so small, they sound completely different. Like take Lady Gaga, for instance, right? And her OG stuff, completely different than what it is today. And I think it's, you know, it, but with Bert, his voice is just so consistent. 
And you know um, once you hear them right away. Or, yeah. Or, oh, hundred percent. You're like, oh, that's Bert, or that's the used. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I could appreciate that. I could totally see the how you could see the two differences and how it's a different, it's a different cup of tea for sure. Well, I'll tell you mostly though about it was when I was listening, I kept wanting to hear the first album. Yeah. <laughs> like I just every time I heard it, I was like, oh man, I, I remember that song on the first album. I want to hear that again. And I was like, oh man, I love that album. I kept wanting to go back and listen to it. So I think that was holding me back was I just kept wanting to hear the, other, the first album again. And I, I did. I, I would play it a couple of times and be like, oh, yeah, I miss this album. <laughs> Let me ask you, how many listens did you give it this time for this album? I gave this one about three good listens, like good listens, um, which I said, like, that's what I'm right. saying. I think I need to do it more. But most of the time when I was listening to it, I was just thinking about the other album. The reason why I ask you that is because I kind of did the same thing. And I had the same feeling that you're expressing right now on my first one or two listens. But then again, on the third listens, I, I really got it. And on the fourth listen, I really loved it, but I didn't have the first album as reference. So got I never it, listened yeah. to that first album. I'm going to go back now and listen to, like you said, the new one, but yeah, now I really want to hear the first album as well. Um, and, and you know, and I'll be honest too. Like I, I don't remember. I love the use. I'm actually wearing the use shirt. Oh, there so you go. just <laughs> in honor of this episode, but, um, I'll be honest, it is definitely different. I think you, if you watch the music videos too, I think you kind of see like the theatrics. They have like kind of like a Disneylandish kind of feel to it. Um, not Disneylandish, but Disney in general, kind of like the whole like fairy tale kind of stuff. So it's yeah. pretty cool to see that. I think I'm just like, I think I'm just emotionally attached, you know, 14, 15 year old that still like listen to the album until it like, stopped playing so or the cd not the album we had a guest on our show a few episodes back uh blas perez who mentioned that there was a study that during that time frame of your age like those albums are like but stick to you the most that's kind of like yeah yes yeah, yeah. you really absorb music the most at that age that time in your period so like that's why you know for you it's like yeah you know, oh you, yeah you listened to it at that time i didn't like i listened to yeah. the self-titled at that time, but I missed this one. But I Got think it. if I would have listened to this one, I, I probably would have been stuck on it as well. I, I can yeah, totally I think as an that. Yeah, as an adult, if I didn't follow them and I heard it today, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I would. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not an adult I'm... yet, so let's <laughs> <laughs> all figure it out. <laughs> it doesn't awesome. matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I got to say I really liked it, and I think um, – John Seagram's a little mixed on it, but I'm gonna keep it in the CD player for a while. Yeah. You just gotta, here's what you've got to do though. The next time you listen to it, you got to put a heavy coat of black eyeliner on. <laughs> got to paint your fingernails. He has that. I was like, so I got to listen to it on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, so Thursday. Paint your fingernails black, but then go chip them up a little bit. Don't wash your hair for a week. Think about something so sad, like knock. I don't want to say this, but dead kittens or something really sad, and then listen to it. And it will just bring everything. Like It'll come all the way around. But It'll also, come into I also have to get some gloves and cut the fingertips off. Yes! I have those. You know what? I actually, I think I still have a pair. I wore a pair like 10 years ago to a concert. I'm telling you. We'll send them to you. It was not a phase. Like, I'm still an emo kid. It's the best, though. Like, when you go back to, like, like I said, when I listened to the self-title, it just made me feel so good. It reminds you of the time you know, times a little easier than you are now. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes for mm -hmm. some people, but um, definitely, you know, that's what another thing we always talk about here on the show is how you know music can bring you back to a time, and you know, yeah. like yeah. this album, I'm sure you can hear it and remember once instance. instance where you're like, I remember listening to this album, but doing oh, 100. percent It brings me back to like I said, 2004, 2005, and yeah. the <laughs> friends that I had then. I mean, I'm still friends with them now, but just being careless and trying to skateboard but we couldn't really you know just you're 100 percent spot on yeah 
John the Seagram, you brought us an interesting offering this week. Yes. Speaking of emo music, what did you bring yes, us? Speaking of emo. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I've been wanting to bring this band on the show uh, for a while. Uh, this is one of my favorite bands probably of all time. I love this band so much. And I'll tell you why. It took me a long time to really, really love them. And I was nervous about having them on the show because I feel like a, a good week isn't enough to really absorb them. Um, it's really like they're, they have so much kind of uh, like undertones in his lyrics where you're just really like, wow. Um, this is one of the bands where, where in part of my life, I just felt very like, oh, just feeling really depressed. I feel this way. I feel like no one gets it. I feel like I'm the only one feeling this way. Then I was listening to the album and I was like, wait a minute. Like he feels this way too. Like he's kind of saying that in this album too. And it made me feel like, wow, there's actually someone else who not only feels this way, but is talking about it and really getting it out. And man, I really, really have keep this band really close to my heart and I love them so much. So talk all the shit you want. I don't care. No. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this album is cursive. The This is their first kind of big album. They had albums before this, but the album is Domestica came out in 2000. And I feel like this, you know, it was a little more like kind of, um, from my understanding, they're a little more grungier before, but they kind of started evolving. And this is like really their transition. You can really tell. Um, I, it's hard to say like a favorite album from them, but like the album after this, um, the ugly organ was kind of like one of their big albums, but, um, I really love this one. I wanted to bring this one on just cause like I said, it, it, this is like the first where I learned from them. Um, I got to see them with Thursday and poison the well oh, at, a, at a concert nice. at the glass house in Pomona. So this is when I first saw them. I heard about them. I found love. So, um, yeah, that's reason why I chose this album and brought it on to me front to back. I, I can sing every single word. I know every little yeah. click you hear on the drums are off and you know, like everything. So, but yeah, go ahead. I I'll hop right into it. I will say first off, I love discovering bands at live music. Like there's been so many bands that I'm like, I'm not, who is this person? And I'm like in the pits. So I'm like, I'm just going to stand here because I'm not moving my spot. <laughs> yeah. And then they are like, you're like, I'm so glad I didn't leave because this band's really good. There's been a, a, a lot of bands that I've, I've came to love because of that. So yeah, absolutely. When you experience something live and you've never heard of it before and they are really good, it's mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah, um, a question for you, John, are you a fan of brand new? Uh, you know, I really haven't heard him. I know okay, the name. Well, cool. I know the name, but I never uh-huh. really like listened to an album or anything. The reason why, and I know with Vince, I know I, I said the same thing with yours. I'm like relating it to another sound that I I can think of. Well, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, as soon as I started playing it, I was like, oh my gosh, these guys remind me so much of Brand New, and I love Brand New. Again, you guys surprised me and delighted me because <laughs> I was a fan of this. I've never heard of them. And I was sitting there listening to it. I was like, they sound so much like brand new. I'm gonna check it out, um, yeah. So I would definitely challenge yeah. you to, to check those, those guys out too. But it seems to me, it's like almost like music that you could just sit there and chill and listen to. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's, yeah. I really, I enjoy just kind of like, cause I was playing it, you know, I played it in my car and then I played it while I was getting ready. Um, it's just kind of like, just chill. Yeah. There's no anger. There's no, you know, heart, like racing hearts or anything crazy. It's just kind of like really chill. And, and I, I love the voice. It's very soothing. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what I would say. It's funny because I follow him on Patreon and he was just talking about his voice recently. He says, I'm not a good singer, but I'm glad you guys like it. But I'm like, it just works for him. He just knows how to use it the right way, I feel. And that's, I'm telling you, you got to listen to Brand New. I think you'd like enjoy them too as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. I wrote it down right now. So I'm like, any album you, you feel that would probably be 
Yeah, let me look. I don't know the album name off of hand. Yeah. Right, well, I want to say it, but I... It was, brand new. Yeah. You Vince while she's looking at it. Yeah. Um, I You've talked about cursive forever, like, and I never <laughs> listened to them, right? Every time we're talking about music, you're always cursive, cursive, and you tell me, listen to this. And I always say, yeah, I'm going to listen to it. And I never <laughs> have, right? So I was really expecting to not like this because you give me some times on on this show, you give me some stuff. I'm like, what the heck, man? What, what's going on here? <laughs> like rabbit. Uh, <laughs> Nuclear Rabbit and Fiona Apple. I didn't like oh, that yeah, Fiona, Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. I, I love that. Album. I almost bought that on Horrible. vinyl. <laughs> Don't waste your money. Anyway, <laughs> um, but this one I put on and like immediately, I talked about sometimes immediately you'll like something. This was like right away. I was like, whoa, like, this is really good. And no, I, I didn't expect this, right? Yeah. Um, by the, the second song, The Martyr. Oh, I yeah. really love that song. Yeah. And how they blend together. <laughs> yeah. And something that Holly said is really makes sense. It's a, a very kickback album. This is something I could just put back, uh, excuse me, put on and just relax. Mm-hmm. And, listen to. There's, and there's not a lot of... Um, angsty moments where it's like, you know, you just gotta, you, you, you gotta get that energy out. It's just yeah. like, it's soothing. And he's and like, it's not, like screaming, but it's not really screaming. Yeah. He's just kind of yelling. I was gonna say, it's not like in love and death. Where it's like <laughs> <laughs> so the album, I, I thought it was, but I just wanted to verify Deja and Tindu. So D, let me just spell it out for you guys too. Um, because yeah. So it's D E J A. And then the next word is E N. T E N D U. I'm telling you, like they might be, they might be the same person. <laughs> Although you guys listen to him so much, you're probably thinking like this girl yeah, is crazy. No, they don't sound anything not, alike. They're not the same person. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, like I love like the whole thing, like on the what's like the first song where it's like it's kind of like a fight. You can tell because like you threw the phone, then it's like I said things I wish you never heard. Like there's still a hole, like where the phone was thrown. It's like God, I love like. You're kind of like, oh man, that's yeah, I've been in a fight like that before, <laughs> you know. It's like you get the emotion, and then like, but mm-hmm. just the whole like album, it just even their 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 guitar playing and you know, everything, all the instruments, you can really feel like a lot in it, like just like the bends and like the way they're playing. It's just like it's a very emotional album to me. It feels like I've actually soaked in this album as as far as just listening and enjoying. The next step I want to take with it is actually reading the lyrics because mm-hmm. when I did a little research on it, it says it is a concept album, which I love concept albums. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, of course, come on, Genesis, yeah. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. <laughs> That's my, sti- my style, like something that tells a story. Mm-hmm. And it says it tells a story of a relationship between two characters named Sweetie and the Pretty Boy. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not a good story, like uh, premise right there, Come on, we gotta um, actually read these lyrics and see what they're talking about on this one. Yeah, so like I said, I'm a huge really uh, the singer. His name's Tim Casher. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, I, like I said, I follow him on Patreon. He actually wrote um, like a short pilot, but what it was, he was working on an album, and then he ended up it was, the album wasn't working. It wasn't coming out the way he wanted, so he just ended up changing all the lyrics and everything to write like a, a small pilot for it. Which so like he's very into like concepts and like even the next album happy hollow it's very much like that too you know what i mean it's kind of like a you're kind of running into like um like a carnival almost so it's uh um, cool. it's really it's really amazing um like he does a song about pinocchio which is like amazing but it's not about pinocchio it's just i don't know you got to hear it it's just so good but um i love this band man like 
I'm so glad you guys liked it. I really thought Vince was just going to poo-poo all over it. <laughs> like you did with my Led Zeppelin. <laughs> hey, it's funny you mentioned that. Today I was listening to uh, music on Shuffle, and I was like, you know, who is this? This is really good. And I was really liking it a lot. And it was Led Zeppelin. I, it was the last song on that, that album. What American doesn't like Led Zeppelin? Come on. <laughs> Vince, do you like uh, Greta Von Fleet? Yes. Yeah. I do. I definitely do. Yeah. I figured you uh, would. Yeah. And it's it's amazing the way they sound because you're like, what? <laughs> I, I caught them at uh, Rock on the Range or some, I don't know, some festival. And I'd heard about them and I'd heard like one song. But to see them, I'm like, these kids are like 21-year-olds or yeah. you know, however they were, they're young kids. And I'm like, yet they sound exactly like Led like. Definitely a breath of fresh air with like a know. doppelganger band there. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, we we are having such a great time with you on this episode. What we do at the end of every episode is we just kind of think of a random. Well, I think of a random question, <laughs> and usually it's pretty good. But today I have one because you were talking about um, the all the concerts that you've gone to and things like that. We've actually asked the question before, like, what was your favorite concert? Um, what was your craziest concert experience? Things like that. But what I want to ask all, all of us today is, what concert have you gone to in the past that you would love to go back and recreate? I, you wouldn't say, I want to go back and do that concert again. again. Yeah. One concert. And what's the reason? Okay, I'll go first. Oh, my gosh. If I could go back in time and go watch him and CKY. They did the final farewell tour. Billy Vallow. Oh my gosh. Like I'm telling you, there are three things that can soothe me to sleep. Golden girls, the narrator's voice on forensic files and Billy Vallow's voice. It's magical. And growing up as a kid, again, I didn't have any money to buy concert tickets, but now as an adult, I'm like, heck yes, I'm going to spend my money on concert tickets. And when I saw them come around and I saw that CKY was um, was going with them in, in their farewell tour, I had to be there. And I'm telling you, it was a moment. It was just a cool crowd, like all of us in our, you know, mid-30s, just living our best life, singing to, with Billy Vallow. And it was just, yeah, if I could go back a thousand times, 100% I would. It's awesome. That feeling you, you had there is still in you, right? Yeah, That's 100%. Awesome. John, the chicken, before you go, I have to like throw something in. You just said something about the soothing voice on forensic files. A funny thing. When I stay up late and my wife goes to bed earlier than me, I'll come to bed and the TV is on. Forensic files has put her to sleep. That's what she does. Every time I travel, like, you know, you get basic cable and there's always without a doubt forensic files on like HLN or whatever it's called. And I'm like, it's like today bloodbath or did a gory blah 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 murder blood 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 i'm like <laughs> i passed right out what what is it okay we're talking about it right now what is it about women in murders like i swear I to god like, I a lot of them are showing how to kill their husband there I've is not yeah. one woman i met who's not interested in murders <laughs> like, well you know i actually on my podcast we did an episode of serial killer groupies like i i mean personally i'm not a serial killer groupie but you know what? It's fascinating to see like the whole Ted Bundy thing. And now the guy that's in Colorado, I can't remember his name. He's a, the bald guy that unfortunately killed his wife and children. But these women like flock to them. I don't know what it is. I personally, for me, I find it fascinating because I'm like, 
how can somebody kill somebody? Like, I just don't yeah. understand. I can't wrap my mind around it. it. But you it know, is the psychology behind it. Yeah. Because yeah, my wife Richard watches Ramirez. that stuff all of the time. All the time. But like, I actually was watching it earlier, right? Like, that's my, like, chill time. I'll get a glass of wine and I'll watch something that's, like, gory and then I'll go right to sleep like a baby. I'm, yeah. I don't know. Something's yeah, off in our head, I guess. She'll start watching this stuff and then she goes to sleep and I can't go to sleep because I'm like, what, what happened? Like, uh, did they catch him? Why did he do it? Like, I'm all like hooked on it after and she's all knocked out. And I'm like, we got to wake up, play the next episode. <laughs> like, I want to find out what happens. But yeah, it's, it is um pretty crazy. It's pretty addicting. But yeah, I feel like women love this stuff. And she watches Felix. that. YouTube girl that murder makeup Mondays. I don't know if you've hmm, heard of it. Yeah, I guess this. I don't know. I'm not trying to plug other people, but yeah, she's like murder makeup Mondays, yeah. but she's like no. hooked on it. <laughs> okay, do you want me All to right, go now? On, my... yeah. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> yeah, speaking of murders, no. Uh, so I shouldn't say that, but um, actually, <laughs> one of my shows that I can, I wish I can go back to would be uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, I saw with uh, my buddy Eli. I'm not sure if I brought this up on the show, but um, he called me up one day and I was like, hey, man, I got extra tickets to see Stone Temple Pilots. This is like they came back after like years and years. And they're playing like the Hollywood Bowl. And I was like, nah, I don't really know too much of their songs. Like, I just know like the hits on the radio. He's like, dude, you're turning down Stone Temple Pilots tickets. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't really know them that well. And then he's like, are you kidding me? He's upset. So then anyways, so I, we hang up and like five minutes later, I'm like, I call him back up. Hey man, you saw that ticket? He's like, dude, let's go. So <laughs> we went and it ended up being one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. And then I was singing every single word to every song. I didn't realize I knew so many Stone Temple Pilots songs, <laughs> but like, man, That's I had awesome. like the best time of my life. Just the moment that we had together, like we were just singing to each other and like arms around each other, singing all loud and like oh, all drunk okay. and yeah, we had a moment. We had a moment. <laughs> we had a bro moment. A bro moment. <laughs> <That's very cool. laughs> but it was like, to me, like it was, you know, instantly, like I remember leaving saying, this is definitely top three, maybe top two concerts I've ever been to my life. Still haven't been anything that really tops it that much, but just, I think the experience of, you know, just hanging out with my buddy and then just, we just had like, you know, such a great time and it was so amazing. Like just, I would almost love to, if I could just like to sit back and watch us live that moment, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that would be like the probably even cooler part to see like us just all drunk. <laughs> yeah. You probably thought you sounded so fabulous. You're like, what am I saying? The wicked garden. <laughs> That's not even the song that we're playing. No. <laughs> That's the wrong song, man. I don't know the words. <laughs> well, since I'm last, I'm going to cheat and like, I have one specific, but I want to throw in a mention of one also. Um, the first one I just want to mention is when I saw uh, the cult in, I don't even remember which year it was, but it was the cult and Lenny Kravitz was brand new and he was opening up for the cult. So to discover someone like Lenny Kravitz, yeah. um, you know, before I had even, even heard of him, I knew the cult, but Lenny Kravitz opened and it was an amazing show, but that's just to throw that in. But my favorite of all time was the night that we saw Deftones and Incubus. And oh, the, the main reason is because that was like one of the first concerts that my wife actually went to with me. Aww. And I think she actually got the tickets for it. And we sat there and we were singing the songs at the top of our lungs, especially she knows the Incubus better than she knows Deftones, of course, but just singing the songs, the pictures we took. And Aww. still to this day, if I could like go back to that day and just 
sit there next to her. That's what made the concert. I love those two bands, but what made the concert was being there with her. It was it was amazing. Oh yeah, the concert I went with my wife too. Yeah, I love that one too. I love how you guys were like both of your like stories were like yeah I had the best time with somebody. I'm like I rode solo. I was like selfish. I was like I was taking it all for myself. It's like my brother, man. My brother goes to concerts by himself, and even when we're together, we don't each other. (laughs) I almost prefer it that way because it's like. I have to worry about somebody else. Oh, yeah. I enjoy getting in the pit, and a lot of people are like, "Don't all about that." I'm like, Ugh. "Yeah, he tells you, me you he loves it." Oh yeah, like oh. I like you know what the funny like the worst pit. I mean, I've been into like some metal stuff. I've been into anything from like misfits to you know I've been into like a rowdy a rowdy crowd like you know metal and stuff like that like Ozzy all these people. The guess what the worst pit I've ever <laughs> been in. What was it? It was Vans Warped Tour, and it was, oh, my gosh, who's those kids? It's not, um, oh, my gosh, it's, I'm drawing a blank. It's, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not a newfound glory. It's one of those other bands like that. Mm. Oh, is it that one? That, uh, Man, I, I, this is going to kill the story. No, 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 no. It was, like, some, like, um Oh my gosh, it's it'll come to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was that one. Well, it's funny too. But it was like me, and my it wife. It was. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. I'm trying to figure out which one it was. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you said that because me and my wife went our first concert together. We went to go see Taking Back Sunday and Thursday. Oh, nice. And then because um, our song is like a Taking Back Sunday song, which probably shouldn't be a relationship song. It's kind of domestic violence. <laughs> anyways, but um, um, <laughs> Thursday came on, and then me and my cousin jumped in the pit and then i got cracked in the nose my nose started busted up like not busted up it was like t- pouring blood and the first time i ever got like hurt in a pit and i was like first time i ever get hurt in a pit as, as that thursday like <laughs> i've seen like how about these other bands you know like slipknot at the glass house you know like i see like all these like crazy shows and it's like busted nose at thursday concert <laughs> oh so, my gosh yeah. it's gonna it'll come back to me ah who was it but it was one of those like you listen to when you're like 13 and it was like all like happy and cheery. Mm-hmm. But then like there was like these grown like 40 year old men's falling on our heads <laughs> and it was just a, uh, they're like open the pit. I'm like how are we gonna how is anybody gonna mosh to this music? It was not a mosh <laughs> song. And then out of every it's like everybody was living like their glory days. And then there's like these little girls that I feel like I had to protect. So I'm like oh my gosh. And I'm like I didn't get a busted nose, but it was like the most like awful pit i've ever been into and i would have never guessed it yeah that's the worst when you're like man if i'm gonna feel this way it should it should have been worth it <laughs> yes. like i could see like slayer remember we were out there when we <laughs> saw slayer at, at Ozfest. people were coming out with like gashes in their heads <laughs> pouring blood i was like nope we <laughs> not just, for me you know but we were yeah. just watching because i don't know if you're familiar with the glen helen pavilion but like the lawn is in the back and it slopes down very steeply <laughs> So they're like pitting and you see them running up and just tumbling down, running up. It <laughs> was like the funniest thing ever. We're like at the second stage waiting for Fear Factory to start. We're like, oh, man, look at those guys. Well, oh, Holly, thank you so much for being on this episode. And you know what? Whenever you'd like to be back on the show or whenever um, you have some time, I should say, yeah. please let us know because we'd love to have you back on and give us some more great music. Guys, I got like 10 albums just ready to throw at you. So let me know whenever I can come back on. I'm, I've got them locked and loaded because now <laughs> that I'm going to feel like what this is all, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is super cool and going through it all. Um, but yeah, there's some really good, unique artists that I know you guys haven't met. Oh, 
I don't want to say I know, but I'm pretty sure you guys haven't heard of that. I'd love to share for awesome. sure. Well, I'm glad you guys love cursive, man. That was, I was shocked from both. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know, Holly, I don't know you, so I don't know what you like, but <laughs> Vince, I was kind of like iffy cause I know he likes far, but I was like, I don't know. Is he going to like it? Yeah, it's it's going to be I'm probably going to try to get the record so. Oh. Nice. Man. Yeah. And do you have anything you want to plug Holly? I mean, yeah, I don't what know. What are you doing these days? Yeah, I mean, like literally just doing cool stuff like like podcasting and stuff. So, that's what I nothing really to plug other than I just appreciate what you guys are doing for the industry. I think it's super cool to take somebody through the front and back of an album. I know we kind of t- talked about this real quick before we hit record, but you know, nowadays we live in such an instant gratification place where people yeah. have to stay relevant. They just drop random singles here and there and it doesn't really flow. So I just think it's super cool to kind of throw back some old school and saying, okay, let's talk about the story behind all this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. And, um, we will be back next week with another episode and, uh, keep listening to vinyl. Keep listening to music. It doesn't have to be vinyl. Anything. Definitely. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you.